Why do you think he gave up? What? My man. I've tried like 50 different things before I would have. Maybe he was tired. Tired of what? Surviving. You don't get tired of surviving. You just push on. You, you got to. What? We're not going to make it. Welcome to Fear Me. Fear Me. Hi, everybody. I'm Kim. Stuart. And Scott. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Fear Me podcast, where we are covering Fear the Walking Dead, Season 2, Episode 9, Los Muertos. And this is Episode 43 of Fear Me. Sweet. Sweet. Almost to 50. Almost. We're getting there. Oh, we got some work, man. We got some work. Yeah, but when we get to 50, it'll be Walking Dead time. That's yeah. true. I was actually thinking about that, where I think we're going to hit pretty close to right on, right? I don't know. Yep. Did, did anybody do the math on that? I haven't calculated. Nope. 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 That's too much work. <laughs> okay. But we're like, we got like a month <laughs> and guesstimating. a half. We're a month and a half out. So Walking Dead comes back when? The 28th? 23rd. 23rd? Yeah, October 23rd. Oh. Yeah. So everybody's doing good? Yes. Okay. Doing fine. Brilliant. Scott. Yes, ma'am. What you drinking? I am drinking another beer from this brewery up in the mountains called the Natahala Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. And it's their Noonday IPA. And it's very good. It's a nooner. It's a nooner. Sweet. Yep. It's, it's a little late at night to be doing a nooner. But... <laughs> But, yeah, uh, that's true. But I tell you what, I really like their stuff. Um, cool place, cool place up in uh, Bryson City, North Carolina. So shout out to those folks. Nice beer. Awesome. How about that's you, Kimmy? Hell of a hike to get your beer, man. I know. I'm, we we I can't know. even make it to Growler time after. And time. I'm very tired because of it. All right, that's right. It's commitment. Yep. So, Kimmy, what you drinking? Well, the fall is here. Almost. It's still hotter than hell, but. Fall is here, so in honor of fall in October coming up, I'm drinking a pumpkin ale. It's oh, Freaktoberfest, oh. big old pumpkin ale, limited release from Coney Island Brewing. Yeah. Cool. It's super yummy. Well, it's yummy, but I could probably drink maybe two tops at a time, just because of the sweetness. And it's yeah. got espresso beans in it. Well, good night. <laughs> no, it's good morning. <laughs> exactly. So Kim will be talking very fast the rest of the episode. I might, That's I might. Right. It's also got cinnamon and allspice. It's it's very interesting beer. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it's I'm good, though. This, I've got the same, actually. Do you? Yeah. I, I, I don't think the espresso is that bad, but the cinnamon and allspice is a little bit much. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not real big on spiced beers, I got to tell you. I'm usually not either. This one's pretty tame. Good. But the label's fun. The label is fun. That's a big grinning guy. Yeah, we'll post a picture. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. <laughs> Good stuff. So, what did you guys think of this episode? Was it much better than last week's, in your opinion? 
I, you know what? I thought it was really good. It wasn't as much of um, the dumpster fire of last week. I think it was <laughs> probably probably uh, what they should have started out with. Mm-hmm. I totally I mean, the agree. action and the story between uh, multiple characters that was going on. I don't know how they would have done it with the progression of, of Nick's character that they were trying to show with some of the storyline. But honestly, I don't know how much that really added to his character. Uh, that first episode, so you guys might not agree, but I'd like to hear. Well, I liked this episode a hundred times better than last week, and I think they should have started with this one too. This storyline this time was much more dynamic and much more interesting, and even Madison was kind of interesting this time, and I normally am not much of a fan (laughs) of hers, but I kind of liked watching her get drunk. And, um, yeah, so much better. Well, for me, the plus side is it was not just one character's show. We got to see a couple of parallel things going on, so it was a little bit more variety. Um, I didn't think it was the most exciting. You know, I, I was more of a fan of last week's show. I thought it was out of place, but I was more of a fan of that show than you guys were. But, and this one was fine. Um, didn't really excite me that much. Um, we got some insight. What did you think of comparison to, to last week's, though? Well, I agree that it, this probably would have been better placed there. But I still think, I still think you know, quality-wise, that last episode was better. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. I do. I mean, I think the, his, the exploration of, of uh, Nick was really well done that last episode. And like you said, I don't think this episode added too much, I think, to what Nick did last week. Even though Nick's part was was pretty long in this episode. Mm-hmm. No, what I, what I was saying was I didn't think that his that last week's episode really added that much to his character. Oh, well, then you're in an my idiot. opinion. Well, yeah, exactly. No, but that's why I wanted to clarify because I figured we'd have an argument on that. Because <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it really added that much to him. Uh, I mean, it was trying to, you know, kind of show like this conversion of of him, but I thought that it already happened. Honestly, I mean, I didn't think that he was still hanging on quite so much to the drug stuff. But no, I, I agree. Wrong. I agree with you on that, uh, but I think it showed more of um, how lost he is, and it showed more of you know how much he struggles with being lost. Yeah, but he was still kind of lost in this one. Yeah, you know, so it, like he hadn't really changed that much. I mean, he was like, yeah, you even know, in this he's episode, walking through the super su- supermarket and he's grabbing stuff. Sure, he you know he has something that he's trying to do, but I mean, still he's he's very aloof. Right, I'm a, I'm in agreement with you. I don't think this week gave us a whole lot more of a insight into Nick. Yeah, at all. I mean, I thought I, you know compared to last week that really. Gave us a lot about Nick, but whatever, you know. I kind of don't want to delve into the nitty gritty of each character. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the problems that they have when they do these character specific episodes like they did last week. Like, I really don't care. Mm-hmm. I just want to hear the storyline. And I want the story the details to a little bit too much. Yeah. Like, just give me enough so that I can understand the story. And move on. But do you know what? I can tell you this, though. 
if if they didn't give us more of a backstory with Nick, and all of a sudden Nick's running after all the dead, trying to hang out with the dead and so forth like that, uh, we would be crying foul on that. Yeah, but he was already doing that. I know, but I mean, we would be like, come on, come on. What's, why does he keep doing this stuff and so forth? I mean... Well... Okay, well, I don't know. Can we can we get into the actual show? Sure. Yeah. Because I, I specifically have... I was a little annoyed at the start when he goes down there and he's hanging out with the girl that's watching her dad, I guess, sacrifice himself. Right. That they're all chanting and the, the infected aren't even coming towards the fence. Ah, good point. I didn't <laughs> even think about that. You know, you got the guy that's going across. He's the quietest person in that entire group. And he's going across the bus and they all attack him. Yet there's all these people yelling on the other side of the fence. Oh, that is so yeah. true. That is so true. I did. I never really and thought about that. And how did they that. gather down there without any of the dead, like, even noticing? <laughs> right. And here I was yeah. thinking there was nothing to pick on for this episode. Oh, I saw several things. But, yeah, <laughs> definitely Well, not. that one starting out for me, I was like, come on. Sound is their main thing. Right. That's a good point. That's a good point. It was a little bit too staged. I wonder yeah. if our listeners yeah. think that we're super duper nit- nitpicky. <laughs> <laughs> well, Probably. possibly, but I mean, we're we're trying to nitpick at what we know about about the what, world. Yeah, these things are whether they're the infected or the you know the Walking Dead or whatever mm-hmm. they are, and there's certain aspects to what the storyline has been created about these things that it's like, eh, you know, you can't tweak them that much. Yeah, they need on. to stay consistent. Right. right, and we're 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 here trying to break down these characters and and their motivations and so forth. You know, inconsistencies and oddities in the show will stand out. That's true. Right. I don't think there's a lot of people watching it as in-depthly as we are, I guess. <laughs> I mean, we, have, we haven't really picked on the fact that, like, just in this show, the whole camouflage thing has been, like... Very prominent. Everybody very knows prominent. about it. Yeah, but you don't really see that in The Walking Dead too much. I mean, that's uh-huh. fine. They just never really figured it out. But, man, yeah. everybody, every group in this show is figuring it out. Or maybe they just don't want to be covered in walker guts. Yeah. Because I wouldn't. You're not going to be able to take a shower. You can't wash that stuff off of you. (laughs) Your fingernails are so dirty. Oh, I know. And then they were eating food. Ugh, gross. Mm. (laughs) Not even using a wrapper. (laughs) Kim would would be using Santa wipes after the apocalypse (laughs) to keep her hands nice and clean. Well, she's eating grubs out of the dirt. It would be horrible. Oh, my God. I would be so disgusted. She likes to eat with her hands, but she's surprisingly dainty. <laughs> Tell you what, having five kids, a lot of that stuff has gone out the window. Oh, no doubt. No <laughs> doubt. Uh, that's funny. But don't All right. kill you. So, uh, so, so, Stu, that's, that was a big... Uh, uh, that was my yeah. That was my big no no from the episode. I guess. Yeah, yeah. But what did you think about the opening in general? Oh, I thought it was just it was just sad to watch that poor little girl. I'm okay. So I guess we learned that the reason they're doing this is because he was sick or something uh-huh. was wrong with him. Right. Was yeah. Dying. It was mentioned later on. Right, but that doesn't make it any better. And I don't know why you would want to keep. The Walking Dead so close to you. Well, they said that they were keeping the Walking Dead there because they were the wall. They would protect them. 
So mm-hmm. my guess is what that means is if someone got inside the wall there, that the wall, the dead would attack them. Mm-hmm. So they're like a buffer. But that was a big community. I mean, when you saw Nick, he was walking through that community to get down to where the little girl was. And he had to, like, go down a hill and go past a few houses. And, like, it took him a while. It wasn't just right there where everybody was congregated. I thought you know when, I mean? I, you know, at first I thought he was dreaming. Because, I mean, he walked all through the square and everything like that. And there was nobody there. Yeah. And the first right. guy you actually see is when he walks up to the wall. And you see that there's, like, that observation post up there. And there's someone standing there. Mm-hmm. That's the first person he sees in the episode. Yeah. I kind of feel like I need to see a map, like an overview of what is going on with the compound, because it feels like the, the zombies are just kind of... Oh, it's like a hilltop. <laughs> ...congregated together, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... Well, they said that the those those walkers that are inside that, that area are their friends and family. Right. So those are people that have died within the colony that they put in there. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is that they are supposed to be a wall, but... They're only in one location. They're not actually surrounding right. the community, right? Right. And so there, so obviously that means that there are other walls around the community that people could breach yeah. to get in. Now, of course, we don't know. I mean, they may be in other parts of the walls around the community for all we know. Yeah. Um, but only one of them has a school bus doorway. That is actually pretty cool. I mean, that was, yeah. mm-hmm. that was genius. Mm-hmm. Move right well, it's there. like a was uh, it a decompression chamber yeah. before you go into a, yeah, that's right. a, hot, a clean lab? Well, it, yeah, it's like a double door system when you have animals kept in mm-hmm. in fencing. You know, it's like your death vestibule. <laughs> death vestibule, love it, love it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so that that was pretty cool. But I think just having that little girl there and. She was watching her dad, and then he tries to Nick tries to pick her up, and she doesn't want anything a part of it. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was good. She started pushing, yeah, him and away. then she runs away. That was just so sad. Poor little girl. Yep, yep. I can't imagine. Yep. But he was just appalled at what he was seeing. Right, and they were chanting, um, "From death we come, and to death we deliver ourselves." Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what the people were chanting when he was sacrificing himself. That's like ashes to ashes, dust to dust. But freaky. Very freaky. Very freaky. So, um, you know, Nick is, he's, he's trying to help out in the town and so forth. And I guess he's realizing that when he goes to clean the bandages and stuff, that there's no water. Right. And, and that's when Luciana, Luciana... Grabs and says, "Hey, field trip." And then oh, they, she yeah, she says that water is actually worse than the bandages, probably. Right. Yeah. So they go down and they get they get their makeup on by uh, poking a walker and using his blood. That was pretty crazy too. Mm-hmm. She just yep. like no nonsense, just boom, boom, slice. Yeah, yep. she pinned him up to the trailer with the knives. Obviously, she's done it many times. Obviously, mm-hmm. but if this is a family member or some sort of friend, like. They, she has no mm-hmm. problem torturing them, basically. Well, you know, I thought it was interesting, too, and I don't know if, if you guys have any insight into it, but um, when Nick asked her, why me? And she said, because you won't be missed. Um, and, he's, and he says to her, well, will somebody miss you? And she said, Whoever, the one who would miss me is already gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's already missing, yeah. Already missing, yep. yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. So is he in the wall? Is he in with the group? 
or whoever that is. I don't think is. so. I don't know. It, should, it sounded like it's more more permanent more final than yeah. that. Yeah, that's what I thought too. That maybe we'll see this person when they're out making their runs or something. Yeah, or or he's just gone. Or I just will gone. Find out. Yeah, or we'll find out that she's just you know still holding a candle for a zombie. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> But she is no nonsense. Right. Right. So they hit the road. They take off in their in their beautiful uh blood makeup. Where did you and, think they were going? Um well I certainly didn't think they were going to a post apocalyptic Costco. Yeah, the supermercado. <laughs> yes. That was, <laughs> that was pretty crazy. But um I don't know. I, I didn't I figured they were going foraging or something. That's what I figured. And I, I figured it was the whole idea with that is is to get them alone so he could talk to her about what was going on in the first scene of the show. Um, I didn't really think they were necessarily going shopping somewhere. Yeah. And and the drug lords kind of surprised me, too. Yes. But it makes sense. Cartels and stuff that's down mm-hmm. there. That they would be yep. the ones that would be controlling all of the supplies that come in and out of the area. But what was surprising even more was the fact that they were actually survivors inside the store. In the back yes. part of it. What was the deal with those people? I mean, were they... I mean, were they all like his sister who were drug addicts? Trying to get off the medication, or I don't think I, they all were. I think it, it was probably a mix of people that they were trying to take care of as well. I don't think these. I don't think the guys were necessarily all that bad, right? I mean, maybe well, maybe they were, but um, I think they were all that bad. But maybe that's their well, bad families. Maybe they just had like a group of dirt bags at the start that were the ones that were you know mm-hmm. keeping keeping the peace. Well, well but or, maybe those were. Mrs. Dirtbags back Well, there. that's what I was thinking. That oh, I think that those people were the family members of the of the drug ring, basically. Yeah. Um, the cartel. Right, and or and or they were like the worst of the worst, and they needed to be near where all the medicines were. Um, mm-hmm. they couldn't be moved. But the oxy, it was oxycodone, wasn't it? Wasn't that the drug that he was trying to get to his sister, or that at least Nick was holding over the guy's head? Right. Because the sister was obviously addicted, and right. he was he, they had I think they had brought oxy. I mean that's what they traded for the water is oxycontin. Right. And, right. And he was pretty much you know he knew what it was for. He knew it was for that guy's sister and some other people maybe they're in the same situation. So that's when when he saw that he realized he had a he had a uh, you know head over them. Now of course he wasn't very bright. Um, now he was extremely ballsy in that entire thing, and dumb. I mean, and wait, very who? dumb. Yeah, Nick. 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 You, yeah, you don't go into the middle of the cartel's Costco and and rip off something. I know. What no. a dumbass. I mean, it just didn't make any sense. But then to have like a machete against your throat and sit there and demand, okay, listen, you're not getting any more oxycodone until you know we get another cart full of water. I can guarantee you those two some of the some of the stuff he used to stop the guy from cutting his hand off I don't think would have stopped anybody. No. 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 You know, some of the dead. comments he made, yeah, that guy would have cut his hand off. I mean you know, he says what does he say? He says something like uh 
you need to stop this or you'll be, or you'll pay for this later or something like that, you know, and I'm kind of like, I don't think that's going to scare Mr. Cartel very much there. Are you trying to get him to cut your hand off, right? But but Cartel guy stops. Yeah. You know, and then he starts making his statements about the his sister. Even if he says, you know, hey, is that your sister in there? Mm, that hand's gone. Exactly. <laughs> He's not going to wait to find out why this guy's asking about his sister. <laughs> oh, jeez. Lop. All right, where's Righty? Um... <laughs> I don't. Th- I just thought that was an odd scene. <laughs> yeah, I thought so too. I, it was very unrealistic. Yeah, that guy was already committed to cutting his hand off. He was making a commitment to it. I know. He was. I know. He was making a commitment to the part. But whatever, it worked because they ended up with another cart of water, full of water. Yep. Yep. Where's Nick getting it though? Where's Nick getting um, the oxy? I think that's. I think. I think she had it. I don't think Nick is getting it. I think she had it, uh, and she got it from um, Alejandro. Uh-huh. Those mm-hmm. are some of the supplies that he's been trading for stuff. Hmm. That's why they're almost out of medicine. Okay. Yeah, she pulled something out of her bag. She had right. like a bag of medicine. Right. And that's what she had handed over to him when they first got there. And, and the, uh, the guy that was running the place said, okay, now you get one cart. And she said, oh, I thought we got two. Right. He said, now it's one. Yep. Okay. Terms have changed. Yeah, which I can't imagine. Can you, I mean, if you had that storehouse and you had that many people that were sick and in the back, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, trading for stuff would be good. Trading for drugs probably wouldn't be the best idea. Mm-hmm. But letting people go out of there with a full cartload of stuff. But, you know, I got to imagine, Stuart, based on that, that they got a bunch more somewhere. You know, maybe that's only the stuff that they're offering to trade. That's Maybe. what I would think too. They've got a supply. Because the guys didn't take us. Yeah, those guys didn't take a second look at them coming out with shopping carts full of water. Yeah, and possibly Tijuana is a big place. I'm sure they've got supplies everywhere, warehouses and whatnot. One other thing that we need to talk about is that what Luciana said about Alejandro. Remember, she said that he has been bit, but did never. He did not die. Yep. Oh yeah. Right. 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 Which so you saw his shoulder that? too. You saw like yeah. you, like at one point you see a frame where he's just like bending down and there's like a bite in his shoulder. Right. Yeah, but Luciano's telling Nick about it. Nick's not necessarily believing her. Matter of fact, he, he thinks she's crazy. Right. Um, yeah. He said it was bullshit, didn't he? Right. He did. He said, "Oh, that's bullshit." And and but she says, you know, no, it's true. And he's like, uh, well, "You you have a lot of faith in that." And she goes, "No, I don't have faith in that. I've seen it." Yeah. Hmm. Do you think it's real? I don't know. I don't know what to make of that thing. Could have been could have been Nick's dogs. I don't if, know. If if it's true, then like he could be the cure for everything. Well, okay, the assumption is that he got bit and it's been a while, right? Right. Yes, cuz that was all healed. That he recovered from it. Mm-hmm. Did it look he it didn't look healed to me. It looked yes, like it was it bleeding. black and blue and stuff. No, 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 no. It was just dark or whatever, but it was healed. Was it? Okay. So it looked like, you know, t- t- it was healed because it was an old wound. It wasn't something that just happened. I don't know. So so we know that when most people are bit, it's not the bite that kills you. It's the infection afterwards. And it causes high fever and causes the body to shut down and that Real sort fast. of Real fast. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you, I mean, you die off. 
and mm-hmm. then you come back. So right. well, the speed it, of infection depends on the person too, because there were there have been some people that take a day, take several days. Like the guy from the first season, I can't remember his name, but he's the one that they left against the tree <clears throat> on The Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, he, they right. left him against the, the tree. Guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that took him a few days, but then there's other people who turn just almost immediately. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I think most of them we've seen turn really fast. Yeah. I think that one guy is the exception to the rule. Yeah. There was one <clears> other, and I can't remember what it was. But uh, but most of them, as soon as they get attacked, you know, even if they even if they don't die right there, they're, they're going to turn real fast. Right. So it just makes me feel like there's some sort of antibody that this guy has that's making him not turn. Well, okay, well the, guy, the guy is the pharmacist. He's in charge of all the drugs, so maybe there's something he's been taking that's been... Well, he could be injecting. He could be injecting himself with small bits of infected blood that builds up an immunity in his system. Oh goodness! To yeah, I the think infected. you're reaching on this one. It's a good. What? It's a good thought. What are you think, talking about? I think it's a reach. I, I what, a, what about the what about the scenario <sighs> where no he is full of shit and he made it look like that? Yeah, he's just so that he up. could be in control of the people there. Oh, now that's a good one. So maybe he, this is a fake bite. Right. That he constructed out of latex or something. Or, or he just, went to, or he got went attacked to Hollywood and, and, and gotten Greg Nicotero yeah, to like or, do or something. Or he got something his... attacked him and bit something off there and he claimed it was a, it claimed it was one of the walkers mm-hmm. and he didn't turn. Hmm. Dun, dun, dun. I don't know. Because it, that got him control of that colony. That's, that's right. Yeah. He's just a bit of pizza sauce. yeah because all these people look up to him and he's in charge Mm -hmm. and he's the one with all the medicine it's definitely a wound it's definitely an old wound it could have just been a normal person that bit him yeah his wife the other thing that was interesting was when he injected that older guy yeah the sailing solution yeah yeah um that he's the the guy said oh thank you doctor and he like made sure to say uh he was just a pharmacist right Right. Like he kind of has like this modesty that keeps showing. Oh, I'm just the pharmacist, but right. It's all a ruse. I also thought it was pretty. I also thought it was interesting that the old guy says you really need to be saving this medicine. Mm-hmm. Because he was going to be leaving soon, and we all know where he was going to be leaving to. Yes, it was snack time in the pen mm-hmm. on the wall. Yeah, but the the doctor he's very smart because he's making everybody feel like they are special. That they are a part of this community and that they are important to the community. But at the same time, he's a little lacking in compassion sometimes. Um, when needed. Well, no, no. I mean, when he, he kind of got on Nick for showing too much compassion to the little girl. Mm, that's yeah. true. And, and, uh. It was a little weird. And, and, you know, and when, what's his, when the guy at the beginning got chowed down on, everybody's, you know, staying there watching all, he takes one quick look and walks away. Yeah, but you know why, I think, is because if that little girl grows up thinking that it's a bad thing that people go into that pen, then that could be the end of their civilization, their, their community. They have to mm. get rid of the people who are sick because if they wake up, you know, after dying inside the compound, mm-hmm. then they're all dead. Yeah, that's right. a good thought. So they have, and yeah, you can't you can't think of it as a negative thing, right? So they have to instill this this sense of like this is needed. It's important for our survival, 
And it's not such a bad thing because they're still our family. They're still there. Um, and this is the afterlife. It's not true death. And actually, they're doing the same thing that kind of Nick was doing, too. He's utilizing the dead uh, uh-huh. for his own benefit. I mean, they're us- utilizing him as protection, which is what he was doing in the last episode when he was walking with them up against the uh, minus. Yeah, you know, and they've been kind of, you know, it's it, now that you say that, Stu, it's interesting because I think in this series, they've been kind of clued in early on on how to use the dead. Yeah, mm-hmm. Whereas on, on The Walking Dead, they have not. Right. Except for Roshon. Right, Who? but I mean, it took no. when she cut off Michonne? the guy's arms. Michonne. Michonne. Did I say Roshon? Yes, you did. Oh, <laughs> Except for Michonne. I thought you were like, Roshon, like it was no. French or something. Lele. Yeah, but I mean, I, you know, because it took them forever to, to realize on The Walking Dead that people come back not because of the virus. They come back because they die. Right. You know, took them a whole season whereas, to figure that out. Yeah, but I guess you know, I guess one advantage the folks that on this show have is that they, I think they saw a lot of suicides early on, and the suicides were coming back mm-hmm. possibly. That's a good point. You know, they have more of the active knowledge of people dying in front of them and so forth. But what do you think? What do you th- Alejandro means when he says that they will outlast death? Well, because well, one of the big things that they kept talking about at the beginning—I don't know if they went back to that towards the end—was how this is the the nature of things, you know. Um, uh, just I think who was it? Um, Luciana. 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 Yeah, was was describing how with the ocean. Uh, I think she was talking about like the red tide comes in or something, wasn't she? She was talking about something coming in and washing away and 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 bringing it back to natural order. Which is what they were, what he was referring to as well, um, yeah. was that or the dead are pretty much cleaning out the the human population and, and bringing it back to to natural order. Mm-hmm. So they are like this uh, this red tide that she talks about, this uh, trash and so forth that poisons the yeah. sands and all this stuff. Right, right, right. Um, that they're just another product of the national natural cleansing of the of the system. And that they will be moving on. Mm -hmm. And when they move on after the cleansing, then these folks will be the chosen and will be left behind. I mean, I, you know, I agree. I mean, I think that's what, I think that's what's, what he's saying by that. I just wasn't quite sure, really. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you're, you're listening to that and you're like, how is there any indication that this is going to go away? Right. Uh, and it's it's totally based on faith, which I think mm-hmm. that they even mentioned a few times the faith in 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 him and his ideas. Right, but Alejandro, I mean, he's kind of the uh, I don't know, he's the healer and the executioner all in one. Yeah. Well, that's the sign of a leader. Yes. So. He has to lay down the law, but he also has to comfort his people and make them feel safe and protected. Well, and the pastor as well. Right. I mean, he's he's standing up in front of them, like preaching to them about his ideas of what's going to happen. Right. And all these people, the entire population's buying into it. So, but he doesn't worship the dead, kind of like um, uh, what was the woman? Celia. Celia. Um, she almost kind of worshipped the dead. Yeah, she had them. They were very reverent to her. Mm-hmm. Whereas I don't see the same thing with uh, Alejandro towards these. I mean, Alejandro kind of looks at him more as just a... Uh, a tool. A tool, a wave. Yeah, yep. I agree with that. Yeah, they're not as special. They're not as sacred. 
Well, and I think yeah. that's a different aspect of of his character that I didn't really think about before was that when they're sacrificing these people, it's because that same thing that they're or that same thing that uh, Kim had brought up earlier is that they're sick. There's something wrong with them, so mm-hmm. they have to leave the society. Whereas when I first came into this episode, I was thinking that they were sacrificing these people to the dead to stave off the dead, you mm-hmm. know, to, mm-hmm. to keep them satisfied. Right. So that, so that they would leave them alone, which I thought was, oh, that's ridiculous because, you know, you're just feeding them and keeping them around. I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't just, you know, kill Often. the guy in a, me, in a more humane way and just push him in the pen. Well, because then he would be dying at their hands. Right. Yeah, but still, I mean, he is dying at their hands. Not directly. They're throwing him in the pen. There's no other way it's going to go. That's true. Well, they're not the throwing him in. Around. He's walking well, yeah. in. He's deciding. To yeah, he decided to walk in there on his own will. And so they don't have any responsibility for what's happening to him. Like Plus, in their it's own more mind. Fun for the, it's more fun for the infected. Yeah, it is. You know? it I mean, is. you got to keep them entertained. Well, I mean, what I don't, what I don't understand, though, is like, <laughs> Do they do they understand what will happen, like, or what happens when there's too many of them in that right. pen? Well, I, I, here's what this is what Alejandro said to them. He said the dead are walking toward their final resting place, and when they leave, when the world has been washed clean of death, we the faithful will remain. We have been chosen. Right. So I don't think he thinks that it ever will be that. I don't think he thinks that it'll ever be overwhelming. That by the time, you know, when things have been cleansed, they'll move on. I got to ask, where the hell are these guys going? Mm -hmm. And are they going to go anywhere if they keep them around by feeding them? Uh, They're not going to go anywhere, no. No. Nothing leaves as a food source. No. Except Nick, evidently. Unless they hear something on the other side of those walls and knock them down. And there's enough of them in the pen. Which is my point. Again. <laughs> they tested that one out. These guys don't really respond to the sound. No, they don't. Well, we'll uh I'm sure we'll find out more about that in the uh coming episodes. Yes. Yes, so we forth. Will. Yes. So forth. Yes. 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 <laughs> well, folks, I think we are gonna take a break before we go on to what is going on with uh Madison and and uh that crowd. So uh, we'll be back in a minute. Este amor apasionado anda todo alborotado por All right, we're back, everybody. Um, Kim, you all refreshed again? I am. I'm ready to go. Stu, did you find your beer? Stu, did you find your beer, Kim? I got it. All, all good. right. All right, so we're ready to roll. I'm never so, refreshed. <laughs> he's insatiable. That's uh, so why they keep me in the garage. Our next storyline runs with um, Strand, Alicia, and Madison. Mm. Oh, and Ophelia. Let's not forget her. Everybody does, but let's not forget her. Um, and we f- we find ourselves with Strand and Alicia trying to convince Madison to stop looking for Nick. They've been looking evidently for two days, 
and they're like, all right, come on, let's move along. They, they want to go find out where the boat is. And, uh, and by the way, I, they were really, she's really taken up. She's really taken up about, um, you know, finding Nick. Um, what about her husband and stepson? Oh, <laughs> I, mean, I know. not give a shit about them. <laughs> well, he's not her husband yet. Well, okay. So, you know, when, if you've birthed a baby, you're, I'm probably, you're probably more worried about your babies than you are love interest yeah i think it just i think it speaks a lot to their relationship oh i totally agree. anyway so they go in search of abigail the abigail the, the yacht and whoops it's gone it's gone well no you can't leave it found. sitting there for two days and not think someone's <laughs> going to come and grab that nice yacht i know with its beautiful water purification system and its big decks and stuff <laughs> gonna sit there come and how on. does he know that the military is the one that got it. Although I know he's assuming, but still. I yeah, I think he because there was, the military was there was so much military out there. Yeah, and they watched in them the bay in. and so. Yeah. But yeah, it sucks was... for them. I mean, you could have guessed that was going to happen. Right. I mean, I would have. You know, God, if I were Strand, I would have split up from Madison and and uh, and Alicia and gone to the boat immediately. Yeah. To get yes. it secured, make sure it's okay. Agreed. Let them search and then come meet, meet me at the boat. Mm-hmm. Instead of being like, how did that happen? Oh, my did, God, how, it's how, cool. How did, how did, how did, they, did they even see it? It's such a small boat. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and so shiny. Yeah, new. Right. <laughs> uh, yep, like, so anyway, that was a big there disappointment There were probably zombies that stole that. They're like, hell yeah, this is great. This is a nice they ride. pulled themselves <laughs> up out of the water. That's right. That's right. It's got a dinghy, too. Um, ah. so, uh, uh, <laughs> dingy. um, so anyway, that didn't work out well. No. So, um, they but decide they, that they left a message, which I yes. was wondering what the hell that, uh, Alicia was doing holding sticks up, but then they left the message. Gotcha. Again. That was pretty yes. brilliant. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't think yep, they needed to good. spell out Abigail too much. I did not see that much wood on the beach and they could have just well, been probably... done like Abigail. Like A B I G, mm-hmm. why Abigail? Yeah, maybe so, maybe so. But they they wanted to make sure that they they were the only ones who know would known the name of the boat. So. I know that was just another one of my pet peeves. Like you don't have to spell the entire thing out; they will know what it means. That's a lot of unnecessary work. Seriously, Abby, normal. Yeah, yeah. I like to I like to Ophelia's comeback for what do we do next? She said, "Well, we should just walk into the sea." <laughs> That woman, Boy, she is she a breath has, of sunshine, isn't she? I know. She's just full of optimism. Oh, God. Lots of sunshine. Yep, yeah, yep, they forced yep. that one home on this one, too. Oh, they did. Yeah. And, and, you know, even when Alicia says to her, you know, um, we're your family now. And she looks at her and she goes, family's family. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, oh. Slap in the face. Wow. Hello. Excuse me, princess. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> well, I was surprised yes, they went yes. into the the city and uh, uh-huh. went into the hotel. I guess I mean, yeah, I well, think the they ho- were just tooling along the beach and they finally found something. Well, the hotel was right on the beach. You know what? what I was think. actually very surprised at is that they were driving on the beach. Although Me? I was, was kind of thinking, okay, maybe they're driving on the beach because there's too many obstacles on the roads. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, what a place to get stuck. Easy. Yeah, but 
But it may be, maybe they're avoiding the roads because of the dangers on the roads. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, there's right. stuff on the roads. But still, I mean, if you're driving on the beach, that you can get stuck very easily. Well, let's put it, let's put it this way. They had to go down to the beach because they made the sign for the Abigail. All right. So evidently they got down there. I don't know so how they, they would get just, a truck down there. but that's I fine. guess there's some kind of ramp or something. I mean, I don't know. Come on, Scott. Just got down there. <laughs> So that's why they Anyways, took off Anyways, we are moving on. Yes. Alicia's really kind of taking charge of this stuff because... Because the she's rest... tired of their stupidness. Yeah, the rest of them are just bad, badass crazy right now. I did think it was funny that... Um, I'm sure a lot of people thought that Madison and um, Strand were just stupid with all the noise they make and so mm-hmm. forth. Oh, yeah. I just thought they didn't give a shit. Well, they didn't. They I didn't. think they kind of had it. They didn't. I mean, first of all, at the same time, I mean, if you're in a big, larger open space in that hotel, when you're down yep. the bar, I mm-hmm. mean, that's probably a better place to draw things out. If I mean, you know, you can get out easily, at least. Right. Right. Yeah, but the biggest mistake they made was when they first entered the hotel. Mm-hmm. There's all this stuff that's piled up on the inside of the mm-hmm. hotel, mm-hmm. not the outside. So that means whatever was inside is the one that made all that, you know, made the barrier. And they're still there. Yeah. Right. Where uh-huh. do you think they are? If they're not coming out right now and you've checked everything, they're still there somewhere. Yep. yep. I did like uh, I did like Strand's line, though, when he was banging the bell. Mm-hmm. And he goes, service is subpar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He makes this show, and and he still is just like the best character, even from last year. Without Strand, I don't know if I would still be watching it. Yeah. Oh, he definitely brings something to the show. There's no doubt. Yeah. yeah. Strand and Nick. So they find the hotel. They they search the bottom floor. Don't really find anything. So Alicia starts taking charge again and says she and Ophelia are going to go check up upstairs. You know, the Ophelia character... I've come to I've come to think that lay it on a character, Scott. Well, that that she really is her her existence on this show is dependent on other characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, it was her father, it was her mother, it was the the boyfriend soldier, um, you know, uh, even Nick a little bit. Uh, they were kind of making it look like they were going to have a relationship or something. It wasn't like Ophelia's ever been a character before Ophelia. Right. Ophelia's been a, been a, uh, you know, a character a supporting to enhance character. other characters. Right. Yeah. Without Which being is, a true it's character. It's a shame herself. because the actress is actually very cool. Mm-hmm. And um, yep. she's very involved in like social media stuff. And, but yeah, they, they kind of write her into a hole. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah she she exists solely on the relationship with others in yep. the show and um, maybe this episode they were trying to give her some more depth but to me I, I, I didn't see it I still felt like she was just kind of moping along in the background. Hey, maybe Dad'll show up again. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or my dead soldier boyfriend. That's <laughs> true. Oh yeah, that guy. I forgot about that. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, I yeah, I don't think that uh, I I don't know what's going to happen with that character, but eh, I ain't seeing it unless you just want someone to drag you down in the background. Well, and that's why I wouldn't 
at the very start when, or not the the start, but the conversation that she's having with Alicia, mm-hmm. and she's talking about how she's you know everything's or you know I can understand why why that guy gave up because they went in that hotel room and there was that guy that had hung himself in the shower right, mm-hmm. and right. so they start discussing. Well, you know what, or Alicia at least brings it up. Why did he give up? Why did he? Why did he? You know, totally give up on on life. And Ophelia starts talking about, well, you know, sometimes you get to that point. Yeah, she said well, we're not going to make it. Yeah. yeah, she said we're not going to make it. Mm-hmm. We're like she's already given up, and she's just along for the ride at this point. Yeah, but, yeah. But when I saw that first body fly off, I know I'm jumping ahead. I thought it was Ophelia. (laughs) I did too. It was was, pretty sweet. I was kind of (laughs) hoping. No, but that was, I did think the, they go start searching the the hotel rooms. I did think it was funny that um, I think Ophelia says something like, ah, hotels always creep me out. Mm -hmm. And Alicia says, you mean in a world of walking dead people, the hotels creep you out? <laughs> right. and, then, and then you hear, then you hear a few, yeah, I think it's the carpets. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I that was a good exchange. But then they find the rooms um, and they figure out, based on the noise and all, that someone has gone in and, and taken those door um, signs. Mm-hmm. And on uh, every right. room that has a walker, they made put a do not disturb sign on yep yeah which i didn't catch at first like i knew they had the signs on them but i didn't realize Mm -hmm. that there was like a pattern to that does that mean though that whoever did that went into every room well grabbed those placards and pulled them out to put them on the outside because they were not on the outside well that's when when they went in that third room that had the guy in the shower Mm -hmm. they made mention of why did they didn't alicia ask why did they leave this stuff yeah, yeah. Or maybe it was because why did the guy who killed himself leave this stuff? I don't know. But because when they went in that room, uh, there was not a do not disturb thing on there. Right. And right. that was the third room. Because they, they, they went right. and they tested the two rooms and there was people uh, in there. Right. So, and then she, yeah. as she's leaving, she figured turns out it around. That the signs, right, that the signs meant yep. uh, there was someone in there or not. Um but yeah, I did. I did. You know, I thought it was a neat gimmick um, until I thought about it later on. I was like, well, whoever did that had to go inside each one of those rooms and get that placard to put it on there. Right. Um, I don't see why anybody would do that. Or go they could have grabbed a room a with the housekeeping. Maybe. Well, maybe, maybe. I mean, that's a good point. But if mm-hmm. if they had been checking each room, the walkers would have been right up on the doors. Yeah. Right. It would have been impossible for them to get the placards, but. But, but it, it was, was a good. good. It was a cool little gimmick. Yeah. It was a cool little gimmick. Who's the person that's doing all this and where are they? Oh, I don't know. Maybe we'll find out. They're probably coming to the rescue next are episode. They, yeah, are they there or are they gone? Tobias. Tobias. Could totally be Tobias. Oh, he yeah. stole away to Mexico with his family. <laughs> he did. And the family's all gone. Yep. He's, got, he's living off those big... Uh, Tin cans of ketchup or whatever the hell is. And he's got a shitload of do not disturb signs. <laughs> and he's got his teeny tiny little knife to, su- That's to right. protect him. That's right. He's got that knife. Hey, man, if you know how to use it. Dude, if we see Tobias, I will die. 
Yeah. Because well. that, that actually makes sense. Like, that's feasible. <laughs> no, if we see not. Tobias, I might actually it quit this feasible. podcast. It is feasible. Yeah, I, I, if, if we see Tobias, I think I'm going to be ripping this show left <laughs> and right the next time we broadcast. Totally. I mean, come on. Come on. All although, those people out there, and Tobias just excited. happens to be in that one beach hotel? Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, no, 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 no. Would be awesome again you know i think they tried to give a a little depth by talking about her having been engaged mm-hmm. still didn't work still you know what yeah dependent it's kinda, still dependent on somebody else i'm i'm kind of yeah. agreeing with you I, I i get this hint that you don't care mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i yes. don't care either <laughs> right. Well, I guess we just step into the that. bodies fly it goes, off. The well, plane. it goes back to what Kim was saying before. They're like trying to force like detail of some of the characters, right? That it's like, yeah, it's not working. Sorry. Yeah, that one wasn't. That wasn't very good. No. But yeah, so so they figure out that they still got some hot water, and Alicia's like, woo, taking advantage of that. Um, so she takes Which, herself a nice shower. How the hell do they have hot water? I was very surprised at that. Seriously? It's probably still, they still had power, I guess. Maybe they got solar. Maybe. Maybe solar. Okay. Good point. But lucky them. Yeah. So Alicia takes advantage of that. When she comes out, Ophelia is gonzo. Mm-hmm. Which was weird. Yes, it was very strange. She's looking for her, and um, she's looking around the hotel room and ends up going towards the balcony. And that's when we see a body fly by. Yeah, bunch of flyers. Which was, I think that was probably one of the best oh shit moments of the series. Yes. It I totally really took me good. by surprise. Yep. And I really thought it was Ophelia. Yeah, but then I was like, how did she get up to the next level? Well, she climbed. Whatever. I I thought that that, that may be the case too. But, but it turns out it's just Walker's who've been hearing uh, Madison and Strand having a good old time down in the bar, uh, trying to figure a way down there, and they're falling off their balconies. Well, at first I was thinking, okay, there's a couple that are just kind of falling over, and then she goes out on the balcony, and and right. you see that whole elevation of them all coming out of their rooms and jumping out. Right, and falling and, over the railings. Yeah, but the weird thing was they start getting up. Right. I mean, as long as they didn't crush their heads, right? They got up to, it's like, oh, to go after. Crap. Yeah, but how did they not break <laughs> their legs and their spinal cords? And we don't know if they did or didn't. Maybe, maybe we just saw some of them moving. We didn't necessarily see them get up and yeah. take off. No, we it's did like some see them thick get up. Mondo grass or something they're landing in. Mm-hmm. That was just weird. It was very implausible to me. <laughs> yeah. Well. I, yeah, but I didn't care. I was like, "That's oh, that's that's fucked up. Somebody's messed up on the bottom <laughs> level. Better run." <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a cool scene. It was so so um, so Alicia, of course, flipping out over that. Um, it, we also go down to the bar and we find um, Madison and Strand yucking it up, having a little yucking it up, having a little drinky poo because mm-hmm. um, Madison's a little depressed. And uh, and evidently Strand makes some pretty, sh- you know, pretty shitty martinis. Um, so they start pounding tequila. And she's the expert s- again. It makes me yeah, wonder. And he's starting to get he's starting to get a little frisky. Starting to get a little, a uh, little more honest than you would expect to see Strand do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
He That's even true. he you know he I don't know if you noticed, but he even he even uh, made fun of himself when he talked about the fact I would be talking you up about things you know moving forward in life and all that kind of yeah. stuff, mm-hmm. which was stupid. And she was like, "You would flirt with me? Yes, mm-hmm. I would. Anything that it takes." That's right. I am a what did he say? I'm a, I'm a something. I'm a, um, not manipulator. No. No, but that's the that's pretty what much what it meant. <laughs> right. Persuader. Right. Like it that. was not it was not salesman, but it was Right. Yes. It was like a mover of men or something like that. It was Right, it was, right. He was talking some, about how he that's that's how he does everything. Yeah. He he knows how to control people. And and you know, in Madison's Madison's uh he you know, Strand finally asked her about what happened to her husband. And Madison starts telling him about the uh um auto accident that he had and the fact that she doesn't believe it was a uh that he fell asleep mm-hmm. behind the wheel that mm-hmm. she he actually did it on purpose but she told the kids that which is what we said last week so we were right, right. yeah i thought I, I will tell you this though i did think one thing that was really interesting um in their conversation is they both had such a differing view of nick because they're talking about Nick and Strand's talking about Nick as being a survivor and, you know, he can take care of himself and all this. And Madison comes back with, no, he's totally lost. He's been lost since he was a little child. Mm-hmm. That's true. It, that his whole life is lost. Mm-hmm. That's why I've been trying to help him all these years, because he doesn't know what he's doing anymore. Mm-hmm. And right. I thought that was kind of an interesting twist on it because it kind of took... It kind of took um, what Strand was saying and flipped it on its ear. Right. Yeah, but at the same time, I think it's like, um, you know, it's a parent's perception of the kid, mm-hmm. you know, which tends to be it wrong. Well, <laughs> right, you tend right. to be overly protective. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you, sure. you look at the kid as like being, you know, five, six years old and still I, having I, the same tendencies. Or, you know, growing up, you're still expecting them to have similar issues, problems. Mm-hmm. with, with Well, with and I think she's also partially, I think she was also partially putting it on his dad, too. Yes, a yeah. lot. And that his dad That's was true. not there That's for true. him. Yeah. Um, you know, and that she tried to compensate for it. Yep. Mm-hmm. But he was still lost because of that. Yeah, but I think I think Strand's viewpoint is much more realistic as to how he can handle himself in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think strands is more recent. Yes. How about that? Yes. Yeah. I think, I think Maddie's was more over time. Right. Because I mean, I mean, if you think about it, Nick has not been like really around them most right. of the time. They've just been like pulling mm-hmm. him out of whatever bad situation he's getting into. So, and, and she's not wrong. I mean, actually well, neither, neither one, one of them are wrong. Yeah. Right. I mean, Nick doesn't know what he's trying to find. He's just out there trying to find it. And but he does have coping skills that help him get through the issues mm-hmm. that he runs into the situations. Yeah. But he's he's no more set on where he's going than he's ever been. Hmm. No, but he's also from Strand's point of view. Here he is, a drug addict. He's someone that has pulled himself through. Who knows what with all the drug stuff that's been going on? Plus, he's also. As of right now, survive the zombie apocalypse because he has learned how to cope. He's learned how to walk among the dead. He's learned how to scavenge and how to survive. And the others didn't really get to that point. 
Too bad he hasn't learned how to comb his hair. Oh, apparently he doesn't know how to do that in real life either. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but the, but they're both correct yeah. in their point of yeah. views. I did think it was an interesting. Um, I did. I think it, I, I thought it was an interesting concept um, yeah. exchange between them mm-hmm. because I think it said a lot about the two of them in some respects too. Yeah, I, I think that um, I think she's still hiding something though. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, about her own self. Could be, could be, and about how she contributed to the way that Nick is now. Maybe I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I'm not so sure about that, to tell you the truth, because it, she seemed the way she sounded to me. She just sounded like uh, she's lost in how to help him. She'd been trying her whole life, but or his whole life, but she's lost in what she she's been able to do for him. Well, that might be true, but I still think that she she knew a lot about how to make that drink, and I mm-hmm. still think that there's some maybe alcohol issues I, in her past. Well, it could be. What about what maybe about, even. Maybe even distant past. Hey, I thought it was interesting they brought up the fact that she's from Alabama. <gasps> that was good, because that's real in true life. Oh, is it? Yeah. I see. Yeah, she's actually from Alabama, and then she broke into her, her accent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, brought it out a little bit. Um, Which sounded so normal. Yeah. I did think I was it like, was hey, cool. She's that, one of us. I did think it was cool that, that, that they showed Strand as being clever enough to pick that stuff up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's definitely had a... Uh, well, she, she even stated it, you know, I bartended to get through college, yada, yada. So she's she's had to, uh, she's had to rough it some. Right, but it also shows that since Strand picked up on that, that he is a true manipulator because he works it. Sure. He studies people, he asks a lot of questions, and he, he figures you out. Yeah. Figures out what you're about. I don't think there's any denying that. He's a salesman. Mm-hmm. Total. Oh, he's more than a salesman. He's he's a real he's manipulator. A manipulator. Yeah, but that's I mean that's the heart of I mean it depends on what you're selling, but that's the heart of being a salesman. Is yeah. is figuring out, you know, who the who the person is that's buying. Well, I also think but you know Stu, I think he has the added aspect of being able to use people as tools. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, that's true. Know, that's true. That's a little different. To, yeah, being able to pick out what their value is to him. Yeah. Um and then using them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think they're right, a I mean, uh, project manager. <laughs> yes, exactly. But nonetheless, I'm really surprised that they made as much noise as they did. Mm-hmm. Knowing that the hotel has been locked up from the inside. And mm-hmm. yeah, they didn't find anybody, but they also didn't search the entire hotel. Well, again, I I don't think that's a bad thing, especially when you're right at the exit. I would rather make a bunch of noise right at the bottom floor when I can get outside. But they're drunk. I... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I it's think totally I think different part when you're it, wasted on tequila. I still think part of it was a I don't give a shit attitude. Yeah, and I mean that's why Madison started throwing the glasses up against the wall, and well, why that was Strand a, started banging banging away on the piano. Right, but I mean, I think going into this, they had that attitude. I mean, that's why that's why Strand was banging away on the bells when they first entered the room. I yeah, mean, and she said, "What the hell are you doing? Right, are you crazy." And he was kind of like, you know, cavalier about it. Yep. Um, but they. So I think they had a little bit of that going on at first, 
and then when they started noticing that the uh, the dead were actually dropping into the yard, mm-hmm. <laughs> they were like, "Ooh." Well, did oops. you notice like when they started uh, dropping down and like they they saw all the dead coming through, and then there was the the other dead that were in the store right. across the street. Which what the hell was that? It was like a I tell you what, or something? Yeah, it was some. No, it was some kind of a store. But I tell you what, they must have been doing killer business when it went down. I know there was a exactly. shitload of people <laughs> yeah. in there. I was like, why are all those people in there? <laughs> it was a shop too. I mean, it was some kind of shop. I was like, man, yeah. the apocalypse came because someone was making some money. I'm sure they were just hiding. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe. You don't <laughs> they think they're shoppers? <laughs> when they first approached the hotel, they showed movement in there because they, uh, they saw them approaching. Yeah. And then um, when everybody started falling out of the hotel, yeah. uh, I guess those guys broke through. I did think it was cool that the, the first one that fell, they didn't even notice it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you just see like thump, thump, and then just yeah. like some shadows getting up. Right, and then Strand turned around and saw one coming down and getting yep. up, and he realized, "Oh crap!" Yeah, and he and threw came the liquor from bottle to Maddie. Yep. So we find Maddie and Strand hiding behind the bar, keeping away the dead, and uh, and that's where we leave them. Yeah, yeah. We don't know what's going to happen with that bunch. I wonder who's going to come to the rescue because I could I could have been stuck in some worse places. Yeah. So you have Strand, Maddie in trouble. You got uh-huh. Ophelia, Alicia in trouble. Well, uh-huh. Ophelia, you don't know where she is. Yeah. Uh, well, Phil- she's probably Ophelia's not in a good AWOL. situation. We don't know what she's doing. <laughs> it's probably not good. Yeah. Right. Um, and then you have Nick. Where's Nick? Where's Nick at? Nick is in the uh, Colonia or whatever. the Colonia. Colonia. Yeah. Which is most likely going to be trouble. Yeah. Oh, at yeah. some point. Um, so... There we go. And that's how the episode the only pe- ends. Yeah, the only people we don't know where uh, what's going on with are, are Travis and his son. Yes, and we saw through the previews. We'll see that next week. But happily, happily, it looks like that's not the only story they're going to be talking about next week. <laughs> yeah, thank God. <laughs> Although they look like they have a sweet ride. Yes, yes. So um, it'll be interesting. What is that episode? It's uh, Do Not Disturb, I think. Oh, well, see, doesn't that make sense for this episode's name? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I would have thought that would have gone with this one. We'll okay. figure it out with that. Well, actually, you know what? I mean, they're still in the hotel. They're still um, oh, dealing okay. with the dealing with the dead in the hotel, so it actually still applies. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. Anyway, next week's episode is um, episode ten, and it's called "Do Not Disturb." Travis has a hard time connecting with Chris. Duh. <laughs> While looking for shelter, Alicia meets a woman with a bloody past. So it's probably the woman who is inside the hotel that... And that's why they call it Do Not Disturb. She right. Signs uh, uh, right. And she's the one that barricaded the door and all that stuff. So it's a woman probably acting on her own. Uh-huh. Interesting. Hmm. She was the best maid in the place. Oh, you know what? She might have been. Because she knows the ins and outs of the place. That's true. <gasps> That's, That's where okay. she got all her placards. But she from. obviously wasn't cleaning up the hallways because those hallways were a mess. Yeah, yes. they were. You know, yeah. it actually wasn't that bad in there. It was okay. Uh, come on, man. There was clothes laying in the hallway and stuff like oh. that. Come on. Straighten up a little bit. Uh-huh. <laughs> we do <laughs> know everybody coming. hates Chris, so maybe yeah. he'll join that show. 
my. That was just that was just tasty. Yeah. Nice too. Well, we do have some listener feedback. What? Ooh. Yeah, Dude. we got some okay. good stuff this week. At Undead Walking FS, which was off Twitter, said, "Love the cliffhanger, ending shots with Colonia chanting about surrendering to Death Hotel people fighting against the Death were poetry." Yeah, mm, not sure I quite understand that, but yeah. Well, she's talking. There's two different things going on. It was left with the Colonia people surrendering to Death and the Hotel people trying to figure out how to get out of there. Yeah, fighting right. against gotcha. death. Against death. Yep. Gotcha, right. gotcha. Which made it okay. poetry. I, okay. I I agree. Nice, I think nice, that was more well my put, delivery. Well but yes, yeah. Yes, exactly. And then we had several tweets and emails and comments about last week's episode. At Dakara Jane from Twitter said, just tuned into the latest episode, got to agree with Scott, thought it was a good episode, but maybe it should not have been the opener. Wait a second, wait Dakara, a second. Dakara, nobody agrees with Scott. Yeah, what is up with that? It's, this is a whole I like agreeing. your style. No, I like your style, agreeing with Scott. <sighs> no, no. Keep coming, girl. <laughs> Thanks for the love. <laughs> And we also had, uh, let's see, Kara from Virginia emailed in and said, uh, great podcast. I really love the chemistry that you guys have. Great points made by all three of you. Smiley face. You. Um, you guys were talking about the military falling apart too quick. I have to say, I do think uh, it would come apart quickly. I was a military wife for nine years and live in a military town, uh, Virginia Beach, right next to Norfolk. Um, honestly, without paychecks and health care, I don't see many active duty uh, soldiers um, not ditching their post and leaving to take care of and, and be with their families, you know. With no real incentive, money, health care, etc., I don't know. I just, could, I just could see it breaking down pretty quickly once the paychecks quit coming. Um, but maybe the National Guard is different. I don't know too much about them. They hopefully we won't have to deal with a collapsing society in our lifetimes. Thank mm. God, yes. Yeah, here, here. Yeah, but I kind of agree with you. I think that once the shit hits the fan, if you know that your family's in peril, you're probably going to go find your family to take care of them. I think there. I think there's a certain aspect to that, um, but there are certain parts of the military that are so ingrained to be military first. I know from my son's in the military and I've, you know, I've heard some of his guys. I wonder sometimes if family is second to them. Mm -hmm. And I think they're kind of ingrained with, with the fact that military first, everything else afterwards. Yeah. I don't, I'm not saying I don't think there would be big numbers of soldiers doing that, but I do still think there would be a huge um, part of the army still intact. Well, and I think, yeah, especially if on duty, you know, I mean, if mm -hmm. it, and the uh, infrastructure of command was still in place. If, 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 the, command, if the command fell apart, mm -hmm. then yes. I could see people be like, screw this, I'm out of here. Oh, because, I especially see it with the National Guard. Yeah, right. But, I mean, they, but they would need, as long as they're getting commands, as long as they're getting, um, you know, things that they need to be doing, they're going to do it. Right, right. Um, if, if the, the upper, upper echelon started or stopped communicating in any way, then that's when I think things would really start crumbling. Right. Now, I certainly could see National Guard units not showing up. Um, yeah. You know, Are you coming they, down they would, National Guard? 
Well, no, what I'm talking about is their National Guards are very local. Mm-hmm. And I can certainly see a National Guard unit in Georgia staying where they are instead of going to Texas where they're being told to go. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, circling the wagons around their own homes. Yep. Their own communities. Um, so I could definitely yeah, see they, them staying local. They would pull their resources around their families mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. than anything. But. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I think more the national units are the ones that, you know, the, the full-on army and Marines and so forth. I don't think there will be many Marines running home, I can tell you that. Mm-mm. No, I, I do think it belongs, I mean, it, it depends on which group you're talking about. The branch. Branch, thank mm-hmm. you. Uh-huh. I'm an Air Force daughter and don't know the lingo. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, my. <laughs> And some of those Navy guys would have a hard time going home because. Okay, and another thing, I know we've discussed this before, but, like, as far as military goes, like, Navy, Air Force, Marines, they, the Um, National Guard is is the only one that really patrols on U.S. soil, correct? Well, yeah, I mean, they're, National Guard is more. Other than the bases. Yeah, the National Guard is more states. right. The, the the army and marines and all are federal government right. forces, but the national guard are state run. But isn't isn't it part of the whole separation of like the military from the the U.S. that they would not actually patrol on U.S. soil? Um, I think so. But keep in mind too, when we've been in war, um, national guard units have gone to fight. Yep. No, um, no, no. I'm talking about the. I'm no, what I mean about, is, like, what the, I mean is, though, is that I think, as a general rule, you're some probably crossover. right. But I do think there's some crossover to it. Yeah, because what I'm saying is that the that like the Marines would not be fighting on U.S. soil. Right. Probably, probably not, not. But if it were but. a major conflict, they probably would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think there's I think there's some sort of laws to keep that from happening, so that our military. In, in other words, so that, like, our, our president would not be able to say, okay, I'm going to take all our military and take, and, over. and take over, you know, a coup, you know, and create a coup. Sure. That, that but, sort of thing. Like, Right, right. No, you're exactly right. Um, but I think under this situation, they would have recalled the military and had them deal with the domestic issues. Would have been all hands on deck at this point. Yeah. Okay. All right, so our friend Brian Ross wrote in, and he said, Okay, gang, I gotta be honest. You all had mentioned that they may have lost some viewers over this episode. I'm afraid I may be including myself in that bunch. You covered in the podcast, and I agree, and feel this show has gotten so far away from its original concept. Fear had me really excited with high hopes of them elaborating on the fall of society during the early stages of the outbreak. Instead, we are now at season two, evolved, in quotes, entire episodes dedicated to following Nick in the desert. To quote my homeboy, Scott. Gosh, Scott, everybody loves you. Mm, It's crazy, isn't it? So many lost opportunities. So much more than my wife. I know. Anyways. (laughs) He says, to quote my homeboy, Scott, so many lost opportunities. Poo, poo. (laughs) Poo, poo. Did you say poo, poo? Are you kidding me? Ross, seriously. Love you, Stu, Kim, and Scott. Keep on going. Keep on keeping on. Bring on October 23rd. Hell yeah, I agree. <laughs> Ross, I can't argue with too much of what he's saying. I mean, I, you know, I do. I, I, I'm disappointed in the show in that respect. Um, 
But dude, don't give up on it. Come on now. No. Come on now. We need your we need your uh, expertise every once in a while. We need your your big eye in here with us. <laughs> so. His oho. His oho. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> you know, in, in a way, I'm kind of like, I, I they need to get away from it a little bit, but it's which the which they did in the first show of this comeback. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know. It's it's hard not to compare it to The Walking Dead. It really uh-huh. is. Walking Dead has an excuse for not being able to get information, okay? Communications yes. have completely broken down by that point. Yep. There was no information. You're you're strictly dealing with what's in front of you. But the fear of The Walking Dead, that is not the case. Um you should be able to still contact people. Things are still running. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we should be seeing more of society breaking down. We're seeing, we're, we're starting, the show's starting to to look like um, The Walking Dead in that everything is already broken down. Well, yeah, they've already given up on all Yeah, that. it was like that yeah. last season. Yeah, they're not even trying to find any type of communication or information from the outside mm-hmm. world. And that's where it's like it's ridiculous. They're like not even thinking about it. Like, no. I mean, I mean he, the only here's infor- the radio going, and it's like that's not even important. It's just an annoyance from the last episode that it's going off. Right, and you also have them running into the park ranger who gave them some information about stuff up and down the west coast, but you didn't see them really feeding Mm-mm. on that. Mm-mm. No, it, it's it's it. I, I still like the show. I'm still enjoying it and so forth. But that is like a big dark cloud over the show for me. And this is why yeah. I keep saying they need to change showrunners. I don't think that Erickson is doing this show any justice. And the writers are not. It, it's just it's just not on par with with things that are out there in the TV world right now. Like you look at Sons of Anarchy and the walking dead and even like stranger things they're like mini movies in a tv show this feels like an nbc sitcom almost yeah it doesn't have the same quality yeah right right it seems like the uh the budget was really pulled back even though i i think they've done some pretty interesting things with the budget um but i think you know what it seems like a pool a poor version of a stephen king story yeah, like under the dome <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> are we watching under the dome here in exactly. the desert like every stephen king show that that failed on yeah. tv yeah it's like I, it has a good premise uh-huh. and it's it just you're not, not executing it. it when they when they eliminated those was it nine, nine weeks days. nine days i can't remember nine days um they screwed the pooch yeah they really did i mean jump the shark that really was just a bad move right from I the agree. beginning. Other than that, it's a great show. Mm-hmm. I mean, I enjoyed. <laughs> believe me, I, I the first half of this season I loved. I wasn't big on the finale, but the rest of it I really thought was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm starting to get a little bit concerned that this is just a copy of The Walking Dead, and we're just going to see these people going from situation to situation. Mm-hmm. Um, without any real difference from the other show. Mm-hmm. Agreed. They're, they're trying too hard with the writing yep. without trying very hard with the quality. Exactly. Right. You know? And they think that just it's, from p- 
putting it in a different country that that's going to make a huge difference, but it's not. Yeah. They're going to be back in the U.S. before you know it. They're in Tijuana, for God's sakes, just over the border. All right. They're going to be back in the U.S. It's a, you know, uh, that change in that locale doesn't make that big of a difference. Yeah. Right. Now, don't get us wrong, people. We are still going to cover the show, even though we're oh, a yeah, little yeah. disappointed oh, in it. Without a, without a doubt. We're still going to cover it. We're going to uh-huh. hang in there, and maybe it'll get better. Uh-huh. But yeah, we're not disappointed in the to the point where we won't watch the show. I mean, good lord, I'm I'm still enjoying the show mm-hmm. in general. I just I just I'm just a little bit disappointed in the potential. Me too. I guess that's that seems to be missing here. It's but like a lost opportunity. I, yeah, but I still I still think there's a lot here to be interested in, and we just have to see where it carries us. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we do have news items tonight too. What? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, um, Gail Ann Hurd was recently interviewed. She's the executive producer for The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead, if you didn't know that. Right. And she discussed what The Walking Dead world could have been if NBC had produced the show. <laughs> really? So, apparently, back when this all started, Frank Darabont, the original showrunner, also a big Stephen King collaborator, had a deal mm-hmm. with the network, had a deal with net with NBC that they were going to produce the series, oh, but NBC did not want to include zombies. <laughs> so just try okay. to imagine the Walking <laughs> so Dead. So it would have been uh, the the wa- Walking yeah. People. Yeah. So they instead of instead of having a zombie show, they wanted it to be like one of their CSI type dramas. What the hell? Where the characters all solved like a zombie crime each week. Oh, so God. It would have been totally different and horrible. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you, NBC, for passing on that one. Yeah. Or Frank Darabont for saying, screw you. I'm not doing that. You know, I have no. to say, 30 Rock was good. That's probably the only thing out of NBC that's been good in the past 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because Cheers falls outside of that. Yeah, and seriously, what the hell? Well, I, you know, it, the problem is, is that this show could never be on network TV. No, no it could not. No, it's it's not much too gruesome, um, yeah. and so forth. It's much too edgy, mm-hmm. uh, for either The Walking Dead or Fear of the Walking Dead to be on network TV. And I don't think um, it would have survived if they had changed it in any way. No, God, no. Uh, they couldn't tenderize this thing. Um, and I, I knew that. I knew that they had tried to sell it to several networks mm-hmm. um, and the networks pretty much said, uh, we're, we're going to, we're not going to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't do that on, on screen and AMC, which, you know, was kind of like, Hey, what the hell? We'll give it a run. <laughs> um, picked up on it and found a little gold mine, but Man, still ca- AMC is cashing in now. On I, stuff. But still to this day though, I still don't think there's any way the show would go on NBC or CBS or ABC. No, no, no. With the, even with the popularity that it has, without you know, a doubt. I mean, yeah. it's just they would be getting screamed at by their by their uh, mm-hmm. their advertisers, mm-hmm. saying that this is just too gruesome. Yeah. Um, so this show was never bound for a major network. Yeah. That's the crazy development of like all these other off-network channels that mm-hmm. have happened. Like you, you, they have these these great shows and stuff that are kind of squirreled away that everybody knows about. Mm-hmm. It's like a different world. It's it's you know the, kind of the evolution of where 
the entertainment has gone. Well, I'll tell you this. I will tell you this. I think that AMC is starting to make the same mistakes that I've seen with BBC America, whereas they get a hit show and they advertise the shit out of it. And then they spend all the show with these ads Mm -hmm. trying to capitalize on whatever money they can get Mm -hmm. that it hurts the viewership being able to watch the show. I mean, I'm, I tell you what, watching the fear of the walking dead, um, in regular time, it's very frustrating. I mean, my God, you go from one ad, you you go for an ad yeah. break, and it's seven ads. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it drops you all of a sudden. You're like in the middle of something, and it like drops you, boom, like. Which didn't the Walking Dead? Didn't they start doing like the ads, like, like a, I don't know, well, they, a cluster of ads at the start or something like that, or at the end. They yeah, they started doing the ad free premieres. Yeah, and right, oh, just finales. for the premiere. That's what right. It was. Okay. And and BBC America did the same thing too. I mean they 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 got a big hit in Doctor Who, and all of a sudden that thing was being bathed in all kinds of advertisements and stuff, and being promoted every five minutes. Um, I think I see more ads for Fear of the Walking Dead than actual Walking Dead. Fear of the Walking Dead. I mean, it's just uh, yeah. These these they got something that's working, and they just milk the shit out of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, AMC. So you watched Doctor off. Who, though, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched it. and It was great. And but you know, you would also be like sitting in an episode, and something great would happen, and all of a sudden you got seven ads. Yeah, yeah. You got to sit through, and you know, of course, in Europe where they produce that show, you don't have the ads during the show. You know that you you have the show, and then for ten minutes after the show, they put on ads. Hmm. Hmm. I love that. <laughs> I would love that, but of course, the advertisers here wouldn't love it because you just turn that shit off, right? Um, but I, you know, AMC. I know you're trying to make money on this and so forth, but geez, come on, don't sacrifice the viewing of the show. Yeah. Well, and next bit of news: Blair Witch, the movie, the sequel. Opens uh-huh. up on September 6th, next Tuesday. And it's a sequel to the 1999 original Blair Witch movie, directed by Adam oh my God. Lingard. I'm actually really oh excited. Oh my God, what was that? Right, start. Oh my God, what was that? <laughs> what are you talking about? I heard something. I heard something. What was that? What was it? Oh my God. I'm in a garage. <laughs> well, this one's supposed to be better. I think it was a roach. This one's supposed to be better than the original sequel because I don't know if you guys. Well, Stuart, I know. Oh, there was an original sequel. I didn't even know that. It sucked. It was horrible. Did I see it? Yeah, you saw it with me. Yes. Was it it a guy looking for his sock in the woods? Well, it It took place in like a cabin in the woods. It was so awful. I don't remember. It was really, really bad. (laughs) This one is supposed to be. There's like a group of college kids, and I think one of them is the brother of the original girl. Mm -hmm. That was. That disappeared. And so he is like convinced that something happened to her out in the woods. And so he's going out there to look for her. And with a camera, the kids think that he's just full of shit, basically. But then some some things start happening that night. But it, it looks pretty freaky from the preview. So I'm hoping that it stands up to it. So you just I, can't, I mean, you can't capture what they had in the first thing. I mean, that was just. It was a surprise thing. The marketing behind it was the genre. The genre awesome. has been done to death. Um, yeah, right. And and I'm going to make a bold prediction here. It's going to flop at the theaters. <laughs> it is going to flop at the theaters. You watch. 
It might have been long enough that people hadn't seen it. It's but there's like, like but there's like twenty movies every year that uses the same kind of thing, of like lost footage stuff. Yes. Oh my god, it's ridiculous. Well, running through the woods and you know, and following with the camera and oh, the scary things. Um, oh, it's been done to death. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. I'm actually kind of looking forward to seeing it. Okay. It's like Scott tailgating nowadays. Hmm. Flopping. <laughs> So true. Just so flopping true. around with a camera. People are scared. Like, what the hell is he doing with those charcoal briquettes? <laughs> like, I'm shit. having, I'm having a lovely time. <laughs> yeah. Take a smile at the camera. Who's in the back of the car? Who's the creepy guy in the corner with <laughs> the camera? The hot dogs. <laughs> okay. Anyways, bringing it down. Where's yes. Toby? <laughs> <laughs> Um, there is some sad news to share that Gene Wilder passed away on Monday from complications of Alzheimer's disease, and he was 83 years old. And I just wanted to mention his passing because I think that we would be remiss if we did not. 2016 has really sucked ass when it comes to celebrity deaths, and I think that we've had enough. And we need to just keep moving on. No more celebrity deaths, please. Thank you. Gonna, Let's get to January with no more. Let's. Yeah, we're gonna really miss Willy Wonka. Yeah, and no, but yeah, People, not even. He wasn't Willy Wonka to me. I mean, he was young Frankenstein. Yeah, oh, young Frankenstein, saddles. blazing saddles. Hell yeah! The producer Wilder was incredible. Yeah, yeah. And Stuart's one always of the been compared ever. to Gene Wilder because he's got the crazy hair, just like Gene Wilder did. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He yeah, just doesn't nice. have the talent. No. No. No talent. No talent. <laughs> um, but I did see, I did find an interview from him that he did when he was 80, so three years ago. Mm. And he was talking about the new Willy Wonka with Johnny Depp and Tim Burton. And yeah. he, <laughs> apparently he, he didn't like it. it. Wasn't he? Uh-huh. Uh, he said it was mm-hmm. an insult. And that um, he said, here's this quote. Johnny Depp, I think, is a good actor, but I don't care for that director. He's a talented man, but I don't care for him doing stuff like he did. <laughs> now, I'm a Tim Burton fan, but you know what? I got to agree with him on Me that too. one. Yeah, come on. He was uh, he and super I, I, creepy. I'm he made go, Willy Wonka I'm, super creepy. Yeah, I mean, I gotta, I'm got i going the other way with Johnny Depp. I mean, some of the shit Johnny Depp's done recently is horrible. Well, it's um, weird. Uh, it's just horrible. I mean, he's done some terrible things. But I that think Mordecai, that Mordecai movie. Oh my Mordecai. god! I don't know that one. That was I don't know that one either. He was a he was like a a British investigator or whatever. Oh my god, it was so bad. Did you? Oh man, Kim and I ran across one. What? Oh, I think it was on Netflix. I think. Oh yes. It was about uh, <laughs> the the life story of Trump. And oh yeah, it, and yeah. It was. Did you hear about that? And it it's, was Johnny Depp was Trump. Yeah, yeah. I I, I saw that movie one time. Ever. It was weird. And I had no idea that it was Johnny Depp until the very end. It was called Art of the Deal, right? Yes. Yes. Uh But you know what? It was hilarious. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, it was a a parody. I mean, it actually was was a parody. It was total. Oh, yeah. No, it's not serious. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, the the Steve Jobs one they did was not a parody. uh, They went back and looked at Steve Jobs. I mean, you know. I'm sure there's stuff that will go back and look at Trump, but that one was definitely a parody. I'll, I'll leave it up to the audience to decide, but yes, it was uh, 
It was very odd. And honestly, Kim and I didn't even realize it was Johnny Depp until the end when his name came in the credits. Because we weren't paying attention <laughs> at the start. Right. And, and we were like, who is that guy? Because honestly, I thought, like, man, he is a <laughs> he does a terrible impression of Trump. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, Trump is a parody, but nonetheless. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so where I'm just, you know, sucks. Gene Wilder was yep. awesome. Yep. So we he will was miss awesome. Him. One of our faves. Yes. Yep. Yes. I feel like we're doing these he's... memorial things like a lot lately. Well, he's with Gilda now. He is definitely with Gilda. Good job. I'm trying to think of good lines he had from Blazing Saddles. Because the one that always sticks out to me is, where are the white women at? Yeah, that was, that was uh, Cleavon Little. I know. Cleavon Little was hilarious. He was hilarious. And, and uh, in Young Frankenstein, who's who's the guy with the huge eyes? Oh, Igor. Marty Feldman. Yeah, Marty Feldman. Marty Feldman. Oh, yeah. Yes, that's right. Yes. It, Igor, get the bags. Okay, you take the blonde, I'll take the yeah, one with the, the turban. The thing I remember about Gene Wilder is he, when he stabs the scalpel in his leg. He's like, class exactly. dismissed. Stay very close to the candles. The stairs can be treacherous. Nice group. Oh, I liked rolling in the hay, rolling in the hay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, that was a good All movie. Right. You'd have an enormous Fonstucker. Oh, yes. I guess you would. (laughs) Fifteen Grubenschuss is my limit. (laughs) Come on, baby. I'm not from Havana. (laughs) (laughs) I'll put that at the end. Yes, no doubt. (laughs) That's a good Uh, one. Well, Kim, you want to wrap us up tonight? Yes. On that note. Mondo. Okay, once again. Mongo, just a pawn in the chess game of life. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Fear Me Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, SoundCloud, Google Play, and on iTunes. You can also find us on Facebook and on the web at www.fearmepodcast.com. And if you want to get in touch with us or send us your thoughts on our episodes or the show's episodes, you can email us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next week to review episode 10 of Fear the Walking Dead. Thanks for listening. Bye. Good night. Good night, everybody. Because it's the end of the world. And I don't give a shit. The earth will be a better place without you and me. So I climb up on my roof to throw myself from it. Because doom, death, and destruction is all I see. Now reporters are talking and the zombies are walking and the government's been falling apart. So I think I better go Puppies ain't slow, even though they ain't very smart. If you notice more than five and you want to stay alive, you probably should be running away. <sighs>